Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. I kind of hijacked the service right now. Um, We are in the process of honoring our pastors and so forth. But when the Holy Spirit moves like that, it becomes very conducive for this word that is about to be released. And it just is at the right time. And we got to move according to the Holy Spirit. I'm sensitive in that way and just felt that it was just important to release this word. And at the end of it, then we will then give the gifts and presentations to Pastor Cole. So please, I ask that you will stay and don't leave um, ahead of time. But let's just enjoy what the Holy Spirit is doing in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So today I have the honor. Praise God. What an honor to be able to serve. You know, when we serve one another, we're serving the Lord. And this morning in the house of the Lord, I get to serve Pastor Cole by standing on this platform and bringing such a word. And you know, God is already on the move because the title of my message is, We Breathe Life, Not Death. We breathe life and not death. Hallelujah. What is breath? What is the breath that we take? What is the words that we speak? How do we speak? In order to speak a word, we need to take a breath. And for that breath, that breath comes from God. That breath is of God. And he is the creator of the breath of this air. He is the creator of all things. And it is because of him that we breathe. Every morning he awakens us in the morning by breathing into our nostrils and giving us life yet once again. He awakens us from our sleep so that we can live and begin to fulfill what he has called us to do within our day. Amen. And so when we think about the breath, I want you to think about the breath of God because it is only the breath of God that gets you to be alive and to do all that you are doing. And when you speak the words of God, it is it's, it's to praise him continuously. I want to take you to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And in this word it says, And the Lord... God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life and the man became a living soul. That is the evidence that God breathes the breath of life into you. This is what he's done from the beginning of time. This is not something that just happened or that people are just saying. But this is truly the word of God of what he is saying, that he is the one who breathes the breath of life into you. Amen? And so when we speak, we must have an understanding that when we're speaking, we're taking in oxygen and we're speaking words. It gives us the power to speak words. And those words that we speak should be life. They should not be of death. Amen? So when we understand where our breath comes from, that it is of God and he is the creator of that, then we know that we have life and everything that comes off of our lips is truly saying the name of God because he is our breath. Amen? I want you to take a moment and watch this video that's about to go and 
It's a video from a woman named Sandra Thurman that she was inspired to write this word as a revelation that she received. And it is just so powerful because there's so much truth in this word. By Sandra Thurman. And this is what it says. There was a moment when Moses had the nerve to ask God what his name is. God was gracious enough to answer, and the name he gave is recorded in the original Hebrew as YHWH. Over time, we have added an A and an E in there to get Yahweh, probably because we have a preference for vowels. But scholars and rabbis have noted that the letters YHWH represent breathing sounds or aspirated consonants. When pronounced without intervening vowels, it actually sounds like breathing. YH for inhale and WH for exhaling. So a baby's first cry, his first breath speaks the name of God. A deep sigh calls his name or a groan or gasp that is too heavy for mere words. Even an atheist would speak his name unaware that their very breath is giving that constant acknowledgement to God. Likewise, a person, when they leave this earth with their very last breath, when God's name is no longer filling their lungs. So when I can't utter anything else, my cry is calling out his name. Being alive means that I am speaking his name constantly. Is it heard the loudest when I'm the quietest? In sadness, we, we, we breathe heavy sighs. In joy, our lungs feel almost like they could burst. In fear, we hold our breath and have to be told to breathe slowly to help us calm down. When we're about to do something hard, we take a deep breath to find our courage. When I think about it, breathing is giving him praise, even in the hardest moments of our lives. This is so beautiful and it fills me with emotion every time I grasp the thought. God chose to give himself a name that we can't even help but speak every moment that we're alive. All of us, always, everywhere, waking, sleeping, breathing with the name of God always on our lips. How beautiful is that? His breath fills our lungs. His name is in our lungs. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So I want you to take a deep breath with me for a moment. Hey, let's breathe in and let's breathe out. And let's say Yahweh, God Almighty lives in me. Amen. You know, isn't that a precious thing to have an understanding that even from the moment of time, that when we are born, that in order for that baby, that life to be born, to have life, to know, to be known as life, the doctor will not say that that child is alive until that baby cries out. Until that baby begins to cry. And when that baby cries, that is when, because the breath of God has entered into that baby, that baby comes alive. It's from the very beginning. And in order for that baby to be alive, he has to say the name of God. Hallelujah. And we have the power and the authority throughout our life to continue to do so. When we hear songs, this song, when you're so worthy, we're singing that song. Those are words that are powerful because it gives us the opportunity to worship our Lord. 
When we hear teaching that's inspiring, we receive it because the words are powerful. And it inspires us to do well and to do right. Words are powerful. We need to understand that the words that we speak are powerful. In, um, in Proverbs 18, verse 21, in the Passion Version, it says, Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life, and the talkative person will reap the consequences. That's a little painful, isn't it? When you think about that. That's that person that wants to keep talking the negative. That's that person that wants to keep talking what they see that's not right. And instead of speaking life into it, they want to keep talking the negative about it. Then they want to stir up something. And they want to keep stirring up something instead of speaking life and turning it around. We have the power in our mouth to turn the situation around. All we got to do is just speak it. Speak the word of God. I'm going to read that same verse to you in King James Version that says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You know, you ha- in order for a person to be in a place where they keep talking the negative and dwelling, they got to love it. They're, they're in that midst of that own love. And God checks us with that. We can't be talking like that. We can't be talking in that negative sense. We have the power to bring forth life. We do not want to deal with consequences. The consequences are something that flows from an action or a condition. And we do not want to reap that. We want to reap the the harvest of God. We want to reap the love of God. We want to reap the blessings of God. We want to receive what he has for us. Just right now, God spoke behind a word. And you came up, and those that came, you received your blessing. You walked in faith. You got out of your pew. You came up front and you said, I am that person. I'm the one and whatever that looks like for you. But you took a faith of action where you came up because the power of words that were spoken over you were so powerful that it has affected your life. It crushed the very essence of you. Whether you was a child, a teenager, a woman now or a young man now, however it may be, but it affected you. And because it affected you, it calls for you to feel unworthy. Or it may have cause for you not to have a full understanding of the love and the grace of God. Or you may have not been able to understand that God, our Father, is a good, good Father. And you may not have been able to see that because of words that were spoken over you. But today God gave you that opportunity yet once again. And he said, come, I'm going to speak life into you. Amen. This is the great and mighty God that we serve. And when we speak life to one another, it changes and shifts the atmosphere. If we know that we have the power to speak life, then why do we speak such cruel words to one another? Why do we speak when we're mad at our spouses and call them a name? 
Why do we say such things to them that are negative, that are not worthy to be spoken? When we know that what comes out of our mouth, that in order for us to speak, it is God's breath that is in us. And it is because when we breathe, we just learned that we say the name of God. So how in the name of God do we see such a word and, and able to say his name, but then yet in a second renounce that blessing of who he is and say such ugly things to our spouses or to our children or to our co-workers? Why do we say such things that are not uplifting or not healing? We have the authority to change that. We don't have to speak such heavy words. You know, sometimes we say things that we don't mean. But in that moment, we have to turn it around. We have the authority to turn that word around. Don't let it go. Bring it back. Because we have the authority through Jesus Christ to do so. But we cannot continue. Brothers and sisters, we cannot continue to speak to our children and call them names. You know, I saw something on a, one of those media platforms of a reel or whatever. And you know, this little girl was repeating a curse word over and over and over again. She had to be maybe about two years old at that. And the person that was recording it was laughing. And all I could say was, God, have mercy. It, I was looking at something that somebody had sent me, and I was looking, and then automatically, you know, the feed goes into the next video. And I saw that it was a baby and somebody laughing, and when I listened to it, I said, this cannot be true. This cannot be true. Is this what we're entertaining ourselves with? Watching people get happy and think that it's cute because a little girl, a little baby, is repeating such ugly words into her own atmosphere? She's heard it over and over again, whether it was spoken to her or that she's constantly heard it, but she's speaking it in her atmosphere at two years old. People, what are we teaching our children? We cannot do that. We have to make that change. We have the authority to do that, to change things around. And we have to speak life and we have to call our children. Instead of saying that they're terrible twos, we got to say they're wonderful twos. Instead of saying they're the horrific threes, we got to say they're the terrific threes. And then when somebody says, oh, but you don't know, you know, in, 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 our, in our language, we say hanio. I don't know how to say that. What's it in English? Like an attitude or behavior. They got a bad behavior, an attitude. Thank you, Miriam. They got a bad behavior. They got, bad, they got that from their father. They got that from their mother. What are we speaking? What are we saying? We want to speak life to the child. We don't want to curse them with that word. And we don't realize that we are cursing our children by saying these phrases or traditional phrases in our language. Even in the common English, there's many words that we say. Oh, he got that from his father. Look at him. There he goes. You know. What's the saying about the fruit? Oh, that apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He's just like his daddy, just like his mother. You know, oh, there she goes. Right? But we're not speaking life. What we're doing is that we're hindering, we're cursing them, we're, we're causing something that's causing a hindrance. And that's what you just received a, a release from today and this morning. Amen? 
And when we speak these things, this causes a hindrance, and we don't want that. And we have to speak life to one another. We have to speak, we have the power to speak to our mind. We don't have to believe the things that we hear. Deodorant's going to give you Alzheimer's. Make sure you get the one without the aluminum. It's sad. If you drink out of a plastic thing, you're going to get cancer. You must buy this $40 mug that it's got all this good stuff in it, and you won't, be able, you, you won't get anything. Are you kidding me? We have the power through Jesus Christ to sanctify it in the name of Jesus and command for it to be good to our body. That's the power that we have in our words. That's the authority that we have in our words. Is his word, when we speak his word back to ourselves, when we preach his word back to ourselves. Not copying these sayings that people say. And so we got to know that we have to constantly speak the word of God into our lives. Amen? Amen. So that we can begin to change things. You know, on my way over here, as I was meditating, the Lord gave me this scripture. And, and I, I read the scripture, and I, I'm going to read it for you guys. And it's Matthew um, chapter 21, verse 21. And it says, if ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive it. Amen. That is the promise of God for you. He's saying to you, he is letting you know that if you, just like he gave an example of the fig tree and he casted it up to be withered out, he's saying to you, you can do the same thing with a mountain, with a situation in your life. You can cast it out in the name of Jesus. You can command for it to be gone. And you can speak life over your situation. You don't have to have it in a place where you have to stay consumed in that. Too many times when we're in our, when we go to the doctors, you know, well, I've talked about the mind, let me talk about the body for a minute. How many times do we go to the doctor and you go to the doctor and they tell you, oh, you're pre-diabetic or you're, oh, your blood pressure is a little up there, right? Or, um, well, your, your blood count levels look a little rare, so we're going to run these other tests and make sure you don't have cancer, Right? As soon as the doctor says that, you can hear him, but you don't have to come into agreement with him. You can look at them and say, okay, I hear what you're saying, but I know the God that I serve. And I know that I have the authority. So this mountain that has shown up, my faith teaches me and the God that I serve that this will be gone and I shall not have no diabetes, heart pressure, cancer, none of that. And in this house, we have seen the testimony of that with our senior pastor, where Pastor Cole has shown and been an example. He went to the doctor for a visit. When he got there, they told him, oh, we have something else that we see. Oh, well, this is the situation. And so this is what we're going to, and this is the, what the current condition is. And he knew not to partner with those doctors. He heard them. And he walked through it, 
And just like God sometimes calls us to walk through that fire, but when we walk through that fire, we come out more refined on the other side than we ever did. So let me tell you, your pastor walked through that fire. He walked through that fire, but let me tell you something. God didn't leave him alone. He was with him the whole time. He walked with him all the time. And no matter how much that that pressure may have felt with him and his family and so forth, I know that he had an internal peace with inside of him. And he knew what God was doing. He may not have had a full understanding, but he knew the God he served. And he knew that God was faithful. And he always continued to speak life over his situation. And today he stands here rejoicing in the Lord. Receiving of the word. He could have been gone. He could have been in the glory if he would have wallowed into all of that mess. But he didn't. He didn't accept it. He didn't partner in it. He didn't speak that that word that was spoken to him. He didn't come into agreement. And we have to understand that we cannot do that also. We cannot come into agreement with words that are being spoken to us. I hear you, but I'm not going to stand there because I know the God I serve and I know the authority that I have. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want to remind you for a moment that, you know, there are consequences when we say things and they hurt us. And we, you know, may or may not see that. But if there's one thing that I want to leave you with, one word, if there's one thing that you get out of today's message... I want to hold you accountable, just like God held me accountable. And I just want to give you a reminder of your words. And that is um, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, it says, You can be sure of this. When the day of judgment comes, everyone will be held accountable for every careless word he has spoken. Every careless word that he has spoken. You will be responsible for that. For every word that you spoke carelessly, every curse word that you spoke carelessly, you will be held accountable. But our God is so wonderful. He redeems us. Amen? Amen. We can go to the Father and ask him to forgive us of those words that we spoke. We came to the altar today because of words that were spoken over us. Later we'll have an opportunity to come to the altar for the words that we speak. So now I spoke to you about speaking to your wife or your husband, your brother, your sister, your family, your co-workers, speaking to your mind, your body, the negative things that you've spoken. But we need, as the body of Christ, to stop speaking death to one another here within our congregation. We're here today to support and honor our pastors, all of our pastors that are in the house, and today the highlight is on Pastor Cole and Pastor Amy. And we, as a congregation, have a charge to support them in their calling. We have a charge to do whatever that they ask, the expectations they have. So in other words, if you signed up to be a volunteer for something, they have an expectation that you're going to fulfill it. 
And that you're not going to be like, oh, today I got hit with one of those migraines. Oh, pastor, pray for me because I can't. You speak this negative talk to yourself all the time. And I've seen it myself. I've seen many times where they've come up and they pray and ask for prayer for something. And then the next couple of days I see them again and, hey, how you doing? And they're still complaining about the same thing that they said that they got healed from. Because they picked up the negative talk again. We as the body of Christ have to know how to come behind them and support them. And walk together, be linked together, and speak life to one another. If you see that your brother or your sister cannot do something or is having a hard time, don't say, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing it, right? Why don't you step in and say, I got you. We can do it together. Speak that life into them. Uh, And the person may say to you, well, I'm really not feeling well. Okay, well, don't tell them to go sit down. But tell them, well, let's pray. Let's stand in agreement. Let's pray the power of God over your life and plead the blood of Jesus that you may be healed. I said it in the first service. I'm going to say it in the second service. But here in the body of Christ and here in our church, we need to stop talking about the things we're displeased with to one another and start going to our Heavenly Father. And start speaking life. You may not have a solution. And nobody's looking for you to have the solution. But why don't you join up and say, let's pray about this. There's a situation. There's a problem. There's a lack thereof within the church. Let's pray about it instead of talking about it. Let's pray about it instead of gossiping about it. Let's pray about it instead of murmuring about it. You know what the difference between murmuring and complaining is? Complaining, Pastor Cole can hear me. Murmuring, God hears me only. And the word of God teaches us not to do so. So we need to learn how to speak life to one another. And speak that life because God has given us the breath to speak words of encouragement to one another. We have to speak words of one. Even if you do not even know the person, but you may see that there's a lack, bless them. It takes nothing to bless somebody by telling them, good morning, God bless you, good to see you. Good to see you in the house of the Lord today. Don't walk away from the unction of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit says to you, go to that person and pray for them. Ask them, hey, is there anything I could pray for you about? I'm just sensing that in my spirit. Let me tell you something, church. If we got busy with praying as much as the church wants to be gossiping, this church would be turned around. We wouldn't be able to fulfill the people that would be coming into this church. Yeah, I'm saying it. Yes, I am. But I'm saying it for a purpose because, see, we want for this church to be the greatest impact church in the Lehigh Valley. But we got to impact each other before we can impact the outside. Amen? Hallelujah. We got to begin to encourage one another and continue to speak life to one another. Amen? 
I want to expound on this part of the scripture here in, in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 5 and 6, I'm going to read. And I want you to understand that I'm expounding on this because I want you to understand the breath of God. How the powerful the breath of God is. I spoke to you about the breath of God gives us the, the, enable, the ability to speak because we need breath in order to enunciate a word, to speak a word, to have that life. And so this here, as we look at this, I want you to understand the power of God and what he does. Amen? So verse 5, it says, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. Ye shall live. When his breath enters into you, you shall live. When you ask God to breathe upon your situation that you're having, it will come to life. He will turn it around. That's the God we serve. Verse 6, it says, And I will lay sinews unto you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath into you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Now I want to take a minute and I want to go back to the word sinews because I want you to understand that that word means strength. It means a source of strength and power. And so we want to know that the source is God. The source of what we have within us is God. He is our strength. So when we understand that, when we're speaking life into our situation, when we're about to speak to something, it, we, the source that we draw from is of God. Amen? The breath of God in our nostrils. The breath of God is what covers us. The breath of God gives us strength. The breath of God brings up the flesh, brings something to life. The breath of God covers us like our skin. The breath of God that's inside of us will live. Hallelujah. We have a living God inside of us. Jesus lives inside of us. He's not dead. He's alive. Hallelujah. I want to go to verse 2. And it says, I'm going to backtrack for a second here. And it says, and cause, and cause me to pass by them around about. And behold, there were very many in the valley, open valley. And lo, they were very dry. Now Ezekiel's talking about dry bones that he saw where he was brought to this valley. And he saw these dry bones and they looked like they were just there. They looked hopeless. They looked like they had no life. There was nothing that was to it. And he was looking at them almost like from a bird's eye view. And perhaps maybe you have seen your situation, something in your life that looks so far away that you can't even touch it, you can't talk to it, you can't speak it, you can't do anything. It looks hopeless. Just like what God did for you this morning, the situation in your life, it looked like there was hopeless, like you will always be that person. They say, oh, you know, you're always going to be that shy person. Oh, you're always shy. Well, you know what? That's not how God created you to be. You are not shy. Amen. That's not of God. He created us to be bold and to speak his word. 
There's a difference between being shy. You could be humble, but we don't need to be in a place where we go, oh, just, oh, just, I can't. Because that's then consumed by fear. And fear is not of God. And so when we understand that, when we're looking at the, here, they're looking at the, the dry bones, and you look at your dry bones, think for a moment, what could be your dry bones in your life? Something that seems so hopeless. And I'm not talking about right now or in these days. I'm talking about something in your life that you have struggled all your life. It's been such a long time that they've been sitting there that they've dried up, and they are some super dry bones. But it looks like there's no hope to it. It looks like the, nothing can ha- come to life on that. But I'm here to tell you that God will breathe upon them and they shall come to life when you trust and you believe him. Amen? Verse 3, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knoweth. We know. Sometimes we know already. We know, we, we know that God can change this, Right? But we stay in a place where we like to be with the, uh. You know, sometimes you get more attention with the, uh, than being radical for Jesus and saying, no, nope, I know my God got me. He, he got me. I'm good. I don't care what doctors say. I don't care what this person says. But I know the God I serve and I'm going to be good. Because I will live and I will not die. You will live and you shall not die. Amen. Amen. So verse 4, it says, again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones. And he said unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. We need to take the word of God. Take a promise. Get a hold of the promise that God has for you in this word. It, uh, it is full of his word, of promises. Full of promises for you. And all you have to do is get a hold of it and speak to those dry bones. Speak to that situation. Speak it over and over again. And it will come to life. Because that's what he does. You got to prophesy it. You got to speak to it. You got to declare. To prophesy is to speak something into a declaration. You're believing that it's going to be. So you may not see it in the moment. But you're going to believe that it shall be in the name of Jesus. So those dry bones look impossible. You Maybe they've been locked up in your closet for such a long time and you didn't even remember them but now you're looking at them and you're like wow I there's no hope there's no hope but let me tell you the God that we serve is hope and with him all things are possible so who cares that they look like they're dried up and that there's no life to them? you know that God you can call upon his name believe in him and know that he will take care of it and he will bring it to life amen amen Hallelujah. So, verse 7. So I prophesied as I commanded, and as I prophesied, there was no noise. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, and bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. There was no breath in them. He prophesied and he, he, he spoke for it to be. You know, sometimes we, we don't see something happen in that moment. But we got to trust God for the process. 
We got to trust that he's got something. He's going to do it. He's faithful to his word. He's going to fulfill it. It will come to life. You may not see it right now in this moment, but he will take care of it. And let me tell you something. If you, if you see something that's not moving in the moment, think and check for a second that you're not in the middle of it. Think for a moment that you're not in the middle of it, that you got yourself in the middle of it, that you're prophesying your own word, and it's not a word from God. It's not a true word from God. God didn't breathe on that. You want to stop and reflect on it. Because God will fulfill his word. He fulfills his promise. He's faithful to it. Verse 9. And then said unto me, prophesy unto the wind the prophecy, son of man. And say to the wind, thus saith the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. Hallelujah. When we stand in a place and we know that what we speak and what we say, it shall be. It will live. Amen? I'm going to jump to verse 13. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O people, and brought you up out of your graves. You will know the God you serve when you see those dry bones that you thought had no hope, that had no strength, that had no life to it, come to life. When you see that situation being turned around and you see it alive, manifested in front of you, and you look at it and you say, wow, you know that it is your God. And he has brought you out of that grave. He's brought you out of that sorrow. He's brought you from that dark place. He's brought you from that place of heaviness. He doesn't want us to walk around with such a burden. He doesn't want us to be in these graves that we dig for ourselves. He wants us to rejoice and to be with him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 14, and shall put my spirit in you. <laughs> Jesus. And he shall live. The spirit of God inside of you. You shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. And ye shall know that I am the Lord have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. He's going to put you in your own situation, your own home, in that very situation, wherever that place may be. And you're going to be able to stand up and say, look what God has done for me. Look how he has redeemed me. When you get a hold of knowing that God is the one who gave you the breath of life, he spoke to you, he breathed the breath of life into your nostrils, and you rose up, and you came alive. When you know where your source of strength comes from, that it is of the Lord, and you rise up out of that place, you will be able to testify the great and mighty God that he is. Amen? That's just like Pastor Cole. He's in his land. This is his land. This is his territory. And he was able to continuously stand here and say, look what the Lord has done for me. I am healed. I am alive. Because he spoke life to himself. He has an understanding of that word. Hallelujah. Maybe it's time for you to be resuscitated. Maybe you need to be resuscitated today. Maybe you need the breath of God to breathe upon you today. 
Maybe you're that person that you found yourself saying words that are not positive to one another. Maybe you have a bad habit of cussing and saying curse words. And it may be what you think is simple. It's not a real bad curse word. It's just a little curse word. There's no such thing. The devil is a liar. A curse word is a curse word. You shift the atmosphere that you speak into. You're going to curse your own atmosphere or you're going to bring life to your atmosphere. You're going to bring life into your home or you're going to curse your home. You're going to curse your job or you're going to bring a blessing into your job. What you going to do? Maybe you're that person that's always willing and, and in the place of saying something about your, your sickness. Always consumed about your body. Saying the wrong thing all the time. Saying something about your sickness. Giving more power to that and more focus to your sickness than giving God the glory for healing you. Maybe someone online is feeling that way. You felt that you've been always talking about how sick you are. And you sound like you're complaining all the time. God wants to breathe upon you today. Maybe it's time to be resuscitated. Maybe it's time for you to say, God, here I am. Breathe upon me. Correct my words. Words were spoken against me. And this morning, God redeemed you. And he healed you for that. But now, he wants you to be accountable for what you speak. The words that you have said. In time past and in time present, he wants to give you the opportunity for you to be resuscitated. He wants to give you the opportunity for you to say, here I am and let me breathe. Let God breathe upon you so that that can be a change within your spirit. Before I move on, I can't help, I cannot go on without asking this very important question. So I'm going to ask each and every one of you to bow your head and close your eyes for a moment. If there is anyone here in the house today or even online, you can make a message that if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, personal Savior, I want you to raise your hand. If you want to accept him into your heart and you want that life, just raise your hand. Amen. So I'm going to believe that each and every one of you today have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, personal Savior. where it was you said God is speaking to me I know this is me I stay caught up sometimes talking about how I feel or I'm always saying crazy phrases over my life or if I'm always saying something negative or if you're that person that's always saying some type of curse word God wants to resuscitate you today he wants to breathe upon you the altar is open. I invite you to come on up. And let's once again be restored. Allow for God to resuscitate you this morning. Let him heal you. Let him change the very words that you speak. Let him change those words around. Let there be life in what you speak. Hallelujah. Let's just meditate in that for a little bit. 
Holy Spirit is moving right now. He's just moving in this place. As he moves in our hearts.
like a mighty wind, making a noise in our life and giving us the breath of life this morning. We thank you, Father, for all that you have done and for each and every one that is here at this altar this morning, Father. I know that you are divinely breathing upon them. I know I don't need to lay hands upon them because you already are doing your work in their life. You've already touched their hearts. You're already doing your will. Because this is about you, Lord. And I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your word and for all that you do, Lord. Thank you that you continue to shift the atmosphere. Father, I pray that this word that they have received today has blessed their hearts, Lord. And that they will continue to worship you with every breath that they take, Lord. With every praise on their lips, Lord. That it will bless you, Lord. That we will praise you, Lord. And that we will cease from saying anything that does not edify. I pray that the body of Christ will come together here in this house. And we will gird each other up and strengthen each other with words of life. And continue to speak healing unto another. In Jesus' name. Appreciate that. Let's give a hand of applause. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. It's time to finish up where we started. Okay. Today is that day that we have to honor our pastor.
because she has so much work to do, buddy. What I will tell you is this. I think this church still stands like number one in her list. Like, I got to do this. I got to do this church business first. Then grandkids, you come. All right? So we'll get more sneakers for her so that she can run around with them. All right? <laughs> we love you. We really do love you. Thank you for what you do. We appreciate you.
Hallelujah. Praise God, church. Round of applause. So, thank you for today. Thank you for allowing me to stand here. I do this once in a, in a year. But this year, I think I did that more than once. <laughs> so I'm happy, right? So we have cake to share with our pastor and the congregation. A time to fellowship with them. Okay? So as we finish this service, head up over there and we have some piece of cake for everybody as we finish up for today. Any other announcement? All right, let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you. We bless you for what you have done. We thank you for the word that you have brought forth to us that we should breathe the breath of life. And we ask, O God, that that word does not remain here, but let it continue with us as we go from henceforth. Let us breathe the breath of life. Let us speak life unto our situations. Let's speak life to our family. Let's speak life to our children. Let's speak life to everywhere we go. Because you are, you live inside of us. We ask, oh God, that you continue to bless us. Continue to bless our pastors. Continue to bless all that is in this congregation. Lord, be with them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.